The second reading continues our selection from John chapter 6, picking up with verse 25. When they found Jesus on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Bread, the most common but most precious food for life. The staff of life, a most ancient staff of life. We humans were originally hunters and gatherers. That is, we ate wild game when we could catch it, and fruits and berries when we could find them. Until recently, archaeologists thought that humans only started baking bread about 10,000 years ago, long after settling into villages and becoming farmers. That all changed this last week with the reporting of a recent discovery in Jordan of some crumbs of bread that are 14,000 years old. Now, admittedly, the bread was pretty stale. But the discovery suggests that we humans started baking bread before we even had a reliable source of homegrown wheat. Bread, the most universal but also the most varied food of all. Every culture has its own form of bread. There is a bread for every occasion, sweet rolls for breakfast, rye and pumpernickel and wheat for lunch, piping hot, yeast-filled rolls for dinner, 
Sister Schubert's are the best, of course. Bagels, donuts, hot cross buns, hamburger buns, gingerbread. You ready to leave and go home for lunch? Well, what about cornbread, homemade bread, wonder bread, naan? And even the most ubiquitous of all modern food choices, pizza, starts on a bread foundation. Then there is the bread for Holy Communion, the central act of Christian worship, solemn, joyous, holy bread, the simplest and most complicated religious symbol of all. We cannot break bread without thinking of breaking bread together on our knees or remembering Jesus taking the bread and blessing it and breaking it and giving it to his disciples. Or that Jesus said, remember, you do not live by bread alone. Bread for us is always bread for life. And the bread of life always brings to mind Jesus' declaration, I am the bread of life. The feeding of the 5,000 is the only miracle of Jesus found in all four Gospels. Mark and Matthew even have an additional version called the feeding of the 4,000. Very early on in the history of the church, the image of Jesus breaking bread with his disciples and the idea of Jesus as the bread of life must have been imprinted in the Christian community. The evangelist John speaks of Jesus as the bread of life in puzzling yet fascinating ways. John is the most sacramental-oriented of the evangelists, He wrote his gospel later than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And the celebration of the Eucharist was clearly embedded in John's community of faith and worship. In the gospel of John, Jesus' first miracle at a wedding feast is to change water into wine. The other element of the Eucharist, Jesus' blessing and breaking of the bread for the 5,000 and Even the distribution by the disciples reads more like a Eucharistic observance than it does a seaside picnic. And at the end of the gospel, in Jesus' last appearance to his disciples, as he shares breakfast with them, John uses the words, he took the bread and gave it to them. In Matthew and Luke, Jesus teaches his followers to pray, Give us this day our daily bread. In the Gospel of John, Jesus boldly declares, He is the daily bread, saying, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. For the evangelist John and for us, bread and Jesus cannot be separated. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the bread for life. As it was during the 4th and 5th centuries, in our era, in the 21st century, here in the church there remains an intense debate about the person and work of Jesus. Was Jesus truly a man? Just a man? 
Can we discover what Jesus really believed and really taught? Can we recover the teachings of Jesus? Or can we do no better than struggle with what the church has traditionally taught and believed about Jesus? And what is the difference between what Jesus said and what the church says about what Jesus said? Now, I think these kinds of debates are healthy for faith and for people of faith. It keeps us honest, keeps us faithful. But there's one thing I believe is beyond debate. Any way you slice it, Jesus is the bread of life. The life and teachings of Jesus stand square in the center of Christian faith and the Christian life. We do not live by bread alone, but by the bread of life and the word of God given to us in Jesus the Christ. We sing the hymn, Break Thou the Bread of Life. And we think of communion. But here again, those words we sang as our opening hymn, number 460, if you want to go back and check it again. Break thou the bread of life, dear Lord, to me, as thou didst break the loaves beside the sea. Beyond the sacred page I seek thee, Lord. My spirit pants for thee, O living word. Bless thou the truth, dear Lord, to me, as thou didst bless the bread by Galilee. Then shall all bondage cease, all fetters fall, and I shall find my peace my all in all. Now here the third stanza, which is not found in our hymn book. Thou art the bread of life, O Lord, to me. Thy holy word, the truth that saveth me. Give me to eat and live with thee above. Teach me to love thy truth, for thou art love. The bread of life this hymn writer is talking about is the living bread of life of God's Word, not just the bread of the Eucharist. The hymn is about the bread of life that brings faith to life and leads us into the world of faith. The bread of life, which is a light shining in the darkness, bringing hope to the hopeless. The bread of life we see in Jesus Christ, who is the bread of life. As the bread of life, Jesus is the joy of life. Or as another hymn puts it, Jesus is the source of joy and pleasure in life. Jesus, priceless treasure. This is a hymn that was written by Johann Frank way back in 1650. The first stanza of the hymn we'll sing in a moment, and it goes like this. Jesus, priceless treasure, source of purest pleasure, truest friend to me. Hence all thoughts of sadness, for the Lord of gladness, Jesus, enters in. Those who love the Father, though the storms may gather, still have peace within. Yea, whate'er we here must bear, still in thee lies purest pleasure, Jesus priceless treasure. You know, I think the great divide in Christendom is not so much between liberals and conservatives or the liturgical and free churches, but between Christians with a joyous faith and Christians with a dour and sad-faced 
faith. Jesus, as the bread of life, does not just maintain us and the church at a starvation level. Jesus is the host of the great feast of the people of God, the great and joyous Jesus feast. As the 12th century church reformer Bernard of Clairvaux wrote, Jesus, thou joy of loving hearts, thou fount of life, thou light of all. Or think of the Bible, the Eucharist, and the Christian life as you hear lines from another context, from the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam by Edward Fitzgerald. A book of verses underneath the bough, a jug of wine, a loaf of bread, and thou beside me singing in the wilderness, O wilderness were paradise now. The bread of life of God's word in Scripture and in the Eucharist, shared with family and friends in the community of faith, what more could you ask? A book of verses, the Bible, underneath the bough, a jug of wine, a loaf of bread, the Eucharist, and thou beside me singing in the wilderness. Is that not a full summation of the joys and hopes of the Christian life? As the bread of life, Jesus is our bread for the journey and food for the feast. And in the breaking of bread, we find a constant and daily reminder of what the life of Jesus and the life of the believer is all about. The Christian life is a life of giving life to others sharing our bread with the hungry as well as sharing the bread of life with the world hungry for the gospel. Biblical scholar Walter Brueggemann puts it this way. When people forget that Jesus is the bread of the world, they start eating junk food, the food of the Pharisees and of Herod, the bread of moralism and of power. Too often the church forgets the true bread and is tempted by the junk food. Our faith is not just about spiritual matters. It is about the transformation of the world. The closer we stay to Jesus, the more we will bring a new economy of abundance to the world The disciples often don't get what Jesus is about because they keep trying to fit him into old patterns. And to do so is to make him innocuous, irrelevant, and boring. The bread of life is always a bread for life. As Christ gave himself for a world hungering for God, so also the church as the living body of Christ in the world is to be the body broken for a starving and sinful world. As Christ gave himself for us, so also we are called to give of ourselves for our neighbors. Being blessed with the bread of life, we are to be the bread for life. Here in Richmond, the falling of three snowflakes precipitates a stampede to the grocery stores 
And it doesn't take long before there is no bread to be had anywhere. At the slightest crisis, people gobble up all the bread to be found until no more remains. Our dining room tables are sometimes empty and breadless. That is never the case with the dining table here in the sanctuary, the table for Holy Communion. For here in the gathered community and witness of the church, the life-giving and life-creating power of Jesus, the bread for life, is available to all and is always available. For here, Jesus Christ The living bread of life abounds, for there is more than enough bread for all. Here there is bread for the journey and wine for the spirit. Here there is bread for life. Here there is bread for you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.